Welcome to Sales Enabled, the podcast for salespeople, sales leaders, and sales enablers everywhere who are committed to making the sales profession better for everyone involved. Hello, welcome to episode 16 of Sales Enabled, where I'm speaking with Nick Hems, a salesperson who swapped product packaging for people packaging to help people create opportunities through appearance and first impressions. Nick works with business people who are realizing that their physical appearance can be the key that unlocks the next step in their career. Whether they're needing to move from back office to client facing, start to give presentations in front of key decision makers, or generally want to feel more confident in their appearance, Nick helps them figure out how their clothes choices can help maximize their opportunities. As someone who's never found choosing clothes for work easy, Nick's practical advice and tips help make things a lot easier for us all to be professional and make the right impact with our wardrobe. Loads of great tips in this episode, so let's jump into the show. Nick, hey buddy, great to see you and excited for our conversation today. How's life? How have you been treating yourself? All good. Cheers, Dan. The sun's out, so like, I'm happy. (laughs) Basically, that's what we need, isn't it? A bit of sun. I I did look in the wardrobe, I'm not going to lie, to try and find a short sleeve shirt because, as you know, when the sun is out, it's time for a short sleeve shirt. So they should make something that rhymes a bit better. I uh, think it's definitely about sun's out, guns out for you at the moment, isn't it? I, I, you've always got the right words. You've always got the right <laughs> words. I, I was going to wear it, but knowing that this session is about fashion, I do have a short sleeve shirt. It's not ironed. I felt, I almost felt guilty to, to kind of come on to show, even if this is a podcast, not many people are going to watch the video, to, to even think about wearing an unironed shirt, just, just it, it kind of filled me with, oh. To be like fair, Dan, with what you've been up to recently, I'm surprised you're not wearing a vest. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> everything's stretchy, mate. Everything's stretchy. And uh, I'm buying extra small now. But um, let's, yeah, we're, we're here to talk about you. We are going to talk about fashion. We're going to talk about style. And we're going to talk about. So, I, I went to my first conference last year for a little while. And I was in Vegas and we kind of go to market conference. And it was the first time I've been out since COVID. Like, or, I say out, but you know, first time a, oh, a wow. major work do. Yeah. And um, I, I completely forgot how to dress. I, I walked into the room and I was like, what? Like, everyone's wearing kind of business casual. And I was almost still in my work from home type wear. And it's, <laughs> I think a lot of people, and, and you're speaking to a lot of people now that are facing this this identity crisis with regards to what do we wear for work and how should we show up? So, I'm excited to talk to you about that today and kind of get your take uh, on your clients. But first question, uh, how much should I be spending on a pair of socks? What, what's, what's your advice on, on socks? Man, it's a, it's, a, it's a massive area, socks. You'll never believe it. Um, <laughs> I love socks because socks are the um, most forgotten about accessory. So some people love socks. Some people never, ever give it a second thought. Yeah. Um, but a good pair of socks can make you feel great, uh, not just because they're comfortable, but because you can have things like vibrancy and colour um, and having a really nice pair of socks can kind of help you accessorise what you're wearing. Or ultimately, now we're coming into summer, a good pair of trainer socks or invisible socks, you know, like completely hide the fact that you're wearing socks and you can wear trainers and not look like you're wearing anything yeah. effectively without your feet sweating too much so trainer socks are like a massive thing at the moment and just introducing people to trainer socks that are are invisible still is a bit of a thing and they're like wow i can do that yeah um, so, okay so how much should you be spending yeah 
anything from a good pair of socks at Uniqlo, um, which will probably set you back like 350 to uh, a really nice pair of socks from something like the London Sock Company, um, 15 pound, you know, like, um, and everything in between. Yeah. But a good pair of socks does make you feel good. Ah, uh, okay. I think you might have to work out for me. I'm I'm the kind of guy that gets socks once a year, Christmas from his mum. That's it. Like that's the only time I get socks. But I do appreciate the need to have trainer socks and and foot sweat is just the worst. So, okay. So here's here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about you know I know we're going to talk about price range. A lot of people when they think about fashion, think it's going to cost quite a lot of money to to look good. People obviously know they need to look reasonably good for work but we'll, we'll talk about that um but this idea right and, and your work you help people on kind of wherever they're at figure out how to dress how to come across and what we want to talk about really is is how does how does how does the look how does our visual element create opportunity for us as salespeople? that's yeah. effectively it and you know if, if we do go back uh, for listeners nick i remember years and years ago you were my first ride along when we were doing marketing uh, sales and uh, we were, I think, a water company or something like that. So we we go back a little bit. So it's going to be a fun trip down memory lanes. But let's do this. So you you work a lot with people now who are looking to reinvent their look, right? Why why would somebody come to you? What are some of the challenges that you're helping people deal with? I think you covered um, it right at the beginning. We say people are really really struggling from going from lockdown, which was oh, I'm working from home, like. Let's sort out the top half of my body, but just completely forget the bottom half. Um, and then it was kind of like acceptable, you know, at, at leisure became a thing. Um, and then as we slowly snuck back into going to work, um, we heard about, you know, people can work more often from home. Um, don't worry about wearing a suit into the office now. And all of a sudden there's a bit of a minefield between, okay, but if I'm not going to worry about wearing a suit, but I need to go and have client meetings. What am I supposed to wear? Am I supposed to have a change of clothing at work? Um, but how do I navigate this? So it's easy for me, but still acceptable for the people that I work with and the people that I'm potentially going to be able to meet with. Yeah. So that's a massive thing at the moment where people are coming to me and just saying, I need to understand actually, you know, what is smart casual, but what does it mean for me? How can I get away with it best? So that's kind of like a, a massive um learning curve that i guess a lot of my clients are kind of going through at the moment yeah I, and i think when you change when you kind of change location i remember going from very casual uh you know we worked in internet marketing which is quite you know you're trying to be trendy but not too cool but a little bit professional and you're trying to sell that kind of thing uh, you know i worked in another one where i actually had to buy trousers and shirts and and kind of those things and you know it's, it's that kind of that change of position where people like i said it's, it's an identical i just don't know what to do and I think, you know, for for me, where, you know, I've never been much of a fashion person, you know, I'm like, I wear something that works, I wear something that I'm comfortable with, and I kind mm. of shrink my wardrobe accordingly. Um, but then, yeah, when I change, it's like, what do I do now? How do I how do I dress? And, you know, for me, in, in training, you have to kind of maintain some sort of professionalism, but you also want to be relaxed, it must be, it must be a challenge. Um so what, what what advice are you giving people? What's what are you how are you helping them? I think the one of the things to look at is when people look at a personal stylist or getting a personal stylist, it may never come across their minds. They think, 
well, maybe that's about fashion and making me look good. I always say I'm function over fashion. Mm. So it's about um, talking to the individual and understanding what your needs and requirements are for a day on a daily basis, your lifestyle, your work, what do you get up to on the weekends and finding the clothes that best fit that. Because ultimately, if you're going to seek out a personal stylist or some just advice and help, it's because you recognize that there's a need to present yourself maybe in a better way than what you currently are yeah. or you're struggling with putting outfits together um you've got a big presentation coming up or an event coming up and you need something very specific for that but when it tends to when i tend to talk to my clients first of all about this is what i do this is how i'm going to help you they quickly the barriers quickly break down and actually do you know what what it, what it really is about is making me feel more comfortable and put together mm. um, and ready for every day. Um, so it's not about making you fashionable or dressing you in things that you might feel slightly uncomfortable about. It's actually the very reverse. It's about how can I ultimately make you feel really comfortable, but to the outside world, ready, prepared, stylish, um and those first seven seconds where we create that first impression on someone yeah. how can i make you nail that and that's what it's really about yeah so as you're saying that there's two things right that i'm thinking and we want to talk about opportunity people do make assumptions right when we meet people for the first time or especially in a sales environment if i'm watching you do a presentation or something yes i'm you know, semi-paying attention to what's going on, but I'm also assessing you as as the speaker or the, the presenter, right? I'm making so many judgments. And I think there's there's two things. Number one is, if I feel comfortable in what I'm wearing, I don't have to worry about that. Like I can just focus on the message. I can focus on that. But secondly, on the, if, if you go to the flip side, is if I'm wearing stuff that really is distracting, that's going to be pulling away from the message. So I guess, you know, there's, is a continuum like you say smart business casual that's a continuum of stuff so is it is it about finding the right place for me on that line or that continuum what what's, what's yeah i mean if you think about going into talking about sales like if we think about going into a room um and, and you'll do it everyone does it you know um we make immediate assessments on the people that we see and that's not because we choose to function in that manner it's because We've always done it, you know, goes back to that fight or flight with cavemen, for example, you know, is this person a danger to me? Are they friend or foe? Do I run or do I greet them? You know, yeah. um, but we're doing that now. We're looking at people and assessing them and saying, you know, is that person desirable, you know, from a professional or sexual um, matter? But do I trust them? Um, do I want to be in their presence? Um could I imagine buying from this person? Do I like them, you know? Or the opposite, do I not like them? Is there a reason why I should be, you know, buy beware, you know? Um, and when we communicate with people, when we see people for the first time, you know, kind of over 90% of our perception isn't about what they're saying. It's about what they're communicating through the way that they look. But then also the words that they say is it's our interpretation of what they're saying. So people's, tend to spend an enormous amount of time on what are we going to say let's make sure this presentation is really tight and this 
PowerPoint document looks great, you know, and what am I going to say after this slide and how am I going to close them and all of that rubbish, you know, it's not rubbish, it's, it, but actually what you've really got to do is focus on what am I going to appear to that person, yeah. you know, like what can I do to help me help them trust me? Um, how can I get on, how can I get, how are they going to get on board with me? Um, and you can do that through your appearance and the, and the first words you say, mm -hmm. but then it makes it a lot easier for your presentation to flow after that, after they bought into you and they've thought to, I could see myself buying for this guy, so I'm going to listen to what he's going to say. Mm -hmm. But if you walk into a room and immediately they think, what's going on here? Or like, he's not well shaven or he's not well put together or he's got a lot of dust on that black jumper or there's a hole there or, you know, like what are those shoes? Like, what are those socks you know like there's so many distractions yeah that you just need to kind of nullify that and uh, so that actually you feel great about yourself like you said a moment ago but also they feel good about talking to you yeah and i think that's what the focus is on really it's about setting that best possible first impression because that sets you up for everything afterwards yeah so if, if i think if i go back you know you know i've got the stereotypical salesperson in my mind from like maybe the mid 90s or something it was that it was they always said you had to wear a blue suit two buttons red tie that was that was the epitome of trust right and they did all these <laughs> color wheel assessments and who do you trust on this kind of like if that was the that was the thing have you seen that change like is there a way of communicating trust differently now what how does that come across in in how we dress yeah i think it just comes across in trends and what we begin to view as you know what is what is smart what is trustworthy you know um and i think now that people have kind of moved away from from the suit and it depends what you're trying to sell what your role is as well some people ultimately yeah great a, a suit is is fantastic you want to see um professionalism um so in some fields you know if you go to see a funeral director and they're sitting there in you know, tracksuit bombs you know it's not it doesn't feel appropriate yeah um but if you're, um, or a solicitor, you know, like, do you want to see a solicitor in, you know, an open necked shirt and chinos? Maybe, maybe you do, maybe that'll make you feel better. But a lot of people still feel, uh, you know, a solicitor should be in a, a reasonably nice suit or a financial advisor should be in a reasonably nice suit. So there, there are certain things that people assume that you'd be wearing. Um, and or an estate agent you know like but you compare things back and you people's views of what they trust will really depend on you know why are they seeing you why are they talking to you are they buying anything for you is it going to cost a lot of money you know or is it going to cost a small amount of money yeah um so there's so many things to think about in order to kind of dress appropriately for what you're trying to do i guess that's the point so we, so I guess as salespeople or anybody listens, it's entrepreneurs, business owners. It's that that's the question that even comes before all of this, right? Is who are you trying to who's your portray client? yourself as? Who's the client? What are they expecting? And kind of how do we represent that in a way that is comfortable to us? I think you said you spend a lot of time with with tech CEOs and founders that you know typically behind the scenes guys that are then mm -hmm. having to come forward and be a little bit more client facing so maybe yeah, i think you talked about you know going from hoodie to the boardroom um that that's a big jump 
Like, mm. is that do you do that all in one go? Do you try and stage that? Like, is there a few stages that you go through? How would you take someone on that transformation? Um, again, you know, like when people are used to wearing like just sitting in a room in their hoodie all day. And, you know, they, they've kind of got a promotion and all of a sudden they need to kind of be out and customer facing. Um, it's actually relatively easy, if I'm honest, because it's all about like, what do they feel comfortable in? Why do they feel comfortable in it? Um, but it's it's about helping them raise the bar of how they look at themselves um, and what they want to portray. Mm. Um, and it's it's a mindset thing. It's a really, it really is a kind of a mindset thing. Um, but once you can get someone out of what they're wearing and they say they feel comfortable in into something that actually looks good but is really comfortable for them as well. They look at themselves in the mirror and they're like, oh, I, I didn't think that sometimes this works. Like, I didn't think that I could do this or look this way and feel comfortable about it. Yeah. And, you know, feel really good. And you'll see a lot of the time their, their posture changes completely and they sit they stand up straight because they're just viewing themselves differently because you don't know what you don't know right so you, you know putting someone like that in harrison saying look you can get anything you want it's all free just you know put it on wear it they still wouldn't know what to do yeah it's not about having the money to do it it's about having understanding how to put things together yeah so and when I, you yeah go, go through that process and you put it together for them and they realize actually it works for me too it just works and this this is that kind of idea and you know i know a little bit about it but the idea of a capsule wardrobe right is mm. you know there there are certain combinations of things that you know always work instead of having like a hundred different ones you just don't combine them is is shrink that down so is that you know is that the kind of thing that you do with them and say look combine these elements this is the, the yeah i mean it's the simplest it. way if you're looking to get a, a wardrobe from scratch that you can kind of use every day um for work for leisure whatever just to kind of buy buying fewer pieces because a lot of people tend to buy um as they go so mm. i need a jumper buy a jumper i need a uh, some jeans you know you do that over a very long period of time over years right and then you've got a wardrobe, right? But you've, you've not really thought, put any thought into doing that. Yeah. You know, no, you've never thought, well, there's an outfit. That would be an outfit. You've just gone, I need that. Or like the color of those. Well, that's a nice jumper. And over time, you just, then you're trying to put outfits together based on things that you've bought over various amounts of time. Some old, some new, some you love, some you don't love anymore. So that's why it's hard. You know, like actually, putting some thought into what you do makes it so much easier because buying a capsule wardrobe is about buying um, less things, but it's actually more functional because the jumper goes with the trousers that go with the shoes. And you can also wear some trains with that, but you can also wear some brown shoes with that and a white shirt underneath it, but also a blue shirt underneath it, you know? So everything works together. It's a lot of kind of like neutral colors and fairly, um I say plain but classic clothing yeah good quality um that will stand the test of time so it's not about fashion here at all it's about buying good quality classic clothing but it all works together and therefore you get up in the morning you don't have to worry about does this go with this or what am I going to wear tomorrow because you can just dress your top half dress your bottom half and it works yeah when you were describing that I, I was 
I don't know if you can see it on my face, but I'm like, Jesus, describing my exact situation. <laughs> like you say, I, I need a jumper. Oh, I like that jumper. And now I have absolutely <laughs> nothing to go with it. And so you try and square. And then you get home, don't you? get home a lot of the time. You're like, oh, that doesn't really go with anything apart from maybe what I was wearing on the day. Or I yeah. just liked it, but it doesn't go with anything in my wardrobe. So you've got one piece that you just never wear and it sits there in your wardrobe. You're like, oh. <laughs> But you like it on its own. So yeah. You have no opportunity to wear it. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, I, I'm definitely like that. So, how do we do this then, right? And and you know, you talked about going to Harrods. Well, you know, you you might have clients that help you know to go to Harrods and kind of give me some insight into how much some of those guys are, are spending. Like, what can the the average person? Where where should they focus? How do we do this in a way? Okay, regardless of budget, what are the things that we should be focusing on? From a, from a kind of image perspective that give us the most impact, like for for kind of giving that first impression? So I think there's certainly like key pieces that I'd focus on. Um, so let's say like shoes, for example, you should, I, I believe that if you can do it, I mean, people listening to this podcast, you know, they listen to it for a reason because they want to kind of like level up, um, invest in a good quality pair of shoes, for example. Yeah that's a given you know do that um understand where to go for that you know no don't just go to Audi or Primark or H&M and buy some shoes that look the part of 30 quid because guess what you know you get what you pay for most of the time and they may look good on the shelf in the first couple of times you wear them but they wear down quickly the leather's not good um after a few times of wearing them doesn't matter how much push you put on them they look like crap yeah um so it's understanding good quality leather good quality goods actually from a sustainability point of view and this is not to preach about it but actually if you buy good quality goods instead of buying a pair of 50 pound shoes four times you could buy a pair of 200 pound shoes once yeah they'll last you just as long but you can have them repaired afterwards as well and you could just heel taken off put a new one on and actually they'll look better all of the time you have them and set a better first impression so shoes are a great one um if you're still buying suits you know things like buy a suit buy two pairs of trousers because trousers wear through quicker than the rest of the suits having two pairs of trousers is always good maybe doing that may possibly as well in a size up if you fluctuate your size down if you fluctuate sizing um so a good suit is always a good one to have there ready um good coat jacket whatever it is because it's your outerwear it's what you're wearing a lot of the time what people see you in so doing that yeah um having something good there is is again it's a must-have um but i'd say just just instead of concentrating on buying lots of um to cover yourself concentrate more on buying good quality and yes good quality is expensive and it's getting more expensive you know like the cost of living crisis that we're going for and i see it you know like going shopping has definitely increased by more than 20 percent on the spend um but understanding when their sales you know signing up to alerts with the shops that you actually like when the sales come on buying it then so buying smartly can save you so much money um so yeah i'd, I'd function on like shoes coat like outerwear things um and instead of buying quantity buy quality sign up understand when the sales are about when the best time to go shopping is as well yeah um, my wife is a regular she has all the alerts around christmas birthday time she's telling me exactly where to shop it's a 
it's great but i think i think that's that's good advice right it's find find the shops find the 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 locations that fit you that you know you're gonna be able to wear and then shop there a bit more often don't keep spreading yourself i think you, know, you try somewhere it doesn't fit so great so you never wear it and you just kind of toss it aside um but the sustainability piece i think is is huge right and i've seen you know just the throwaway cultures we're just you know we buy cheap and then throw away and that's really not a good thing for the, the thing is like that like sustainability when when a lot of people talk about sustainability and you can go into Primark or H&M and it's sustainability. Like, but the big, big bugbear I have is it's sustainable crap. It's not sustainable because you yeah. buy it and it still fades or looks crap after three washes or it's not made well. Like it's a, it's a joke because you then have to go and buy again. And, but for them, sustainability is a way of like, it's greenwashing, it's communicating that we do this buy more from us it's yeah. rubbish yeah. if you actually concentrate more on like quality and but then importantly looking after that quality when you've got it you're going to be a far more sustainable person than the person that's kind of going and buying lots of something and having to buy it again so it, it really is a common sense thing you know buy well look after what you've got and you will be a much more sustainable person you'll be helping the planet more and looking better at the same time yeah so here's here's a personal one. Now you mentioned it at the beginning. Like my weight is going up and down a little bit at the moment. Um, still haven't announced it, so, but you know, none of this has been targeted towards you, by the way, Dan. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Don't worry. <laughs> I've got homework after this. Um, recently went down. I think four inches on the waist. Um, so I've had to buy new jeans and trousers and stuff. Um, it kind of takes you outside of that typical off the rack combo suit combo thing. Um, but fit is huge, right? Fit yes. is, is a huge element. And, you know, I, I, I try and buy jackets. You know, sometimes they fit in the arm, but not the chest or chest, not the arms or trousers fit in the legs, not the butt. You know, that kind of, that's the challenge. Yeah. How, you know, and, and I'm not, uh, you know, there's every sort of shape on the planet. Other than tailoring, and, and maybe tailoring is the answer, I don't know. But other than tailoring, how do, how do we... How do we shop for our shape? Like how how important is fit? Because I see, you know, I see some people they wear stuff that is far too baggy. Mm. Um, and it, again, that's one of those distraction type things, right? I'm thinking more too much about the jacket and how it doesn't fit. How do we how do we do that? How do we get the fit right? So I'd say fit is probably number one. Whenever I talk to anyone about looking good, fit's number one. And I probably talk about color after fit. Mm. That's a separate subject. Um fit two ways to go about it the first one is buy something you really really like right that is the closest to your fit and then have it tailored mm. um there's not much escaping it you know clothes are cut to a template and it's really annoying you know like all this sizing that's out there you know that you'd be a you know i can be an extra large in a t-shirt but also you know a medium yeah like it, it all completely depends on where you're buying it from and a template it's been cut to and also i can buy a medium in something this year and be a large next year it's nothing to do with my body changes they change the template they change the way that they're they're both fit people so brands do this all the time mm -hmm. um so buying something to your closest fit and having it tailored i'd say probably 80 percent of the time if you want really want fit that's right for you in your trousers you probably have to get them tailored now it doesn't mean you have to go out and do that i'm just saying if you want a really really good fit do that yeah 
but it, yes, it costs you more money. But then ultimately, some like if you're going to do that, you know, like go and buy jeans that are like a 36 leg if you're a 32 or 34 and have them tapered and taken up. And then if you've got them on sale in the first place, you spend that money on tailoring them. Mm. Like that makes sense. Or make a concerted effort to go out and find a brand that is your fit. Everyone or most people have a brand that fits them really well. And then they tend to kind of go back to that brand all the time because the t-shirts fit really nicely, whatever it might be. Find that brand, use that brand. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and buy, you know, buy from that brand. Do the thing where you, you buy a white t-shirt, so then you buy the brown one and the blue one. You know, like there's nothing wrong with doing that because people don't really notice that. Um so yeah, find the brand that fits you best and kind of work with that if you don't want to go down the route of tailoring things. Yeah, because because fit for me has always been a challenge. I, I sit, like you say, somewhere in between four of those different template sizes and uh, can never quite... Also, like another good thing, Dan, is like when it comes to jeans and things like that, you know, like 10 years ago, it was only women that had elasticity in their jeans. Whereas now, like, you know, men have it to a, a massive degree. Yeah. And if you can buy some good quality jeans, but they have elastine or an equivalent to that, with stretching it, you can get away with far much more. You can easily go between a 32 and 34 and it's fine and use a belt and you're not really pulling on the belt. Um, but also they'll maintain their quality so they won't look, you know, really stretched out like you're wearing a pair of leggings. Yeah. Um, because the quality of the, of the denim or the jeans, you know, it's good. So buying a good quality pair with some elastin and stretching kind of gets you through that stage of, looking like it doesn't fit you one moment, but then fitting perfectly the next. Yeah. And you can do that with T-shirts as well. Um, a, a bit of a cheat mode, if you're fluctuating in your upper body, buying a good quality, heavier weight cotton with stretching it. Because that way, again, it doesn't look like you're kind of like bursting out your T-shirt suddenly you've got on a bit of weight and it's, it's pulling around your belly or wherever it may be. Get a bit heavier material, it won't look like that with stretch yeah. so it kind of gets you around that because that's like the challenge with shirts right you want them to be hugging but fitted but without yeah. the gaps in between the buttons <laughs> yeah it's fit your shoulders you want it to fit around your arms nicely fit around your belly or you know like whatever it is yeah have the right length to them it's it's pretty hard <laughs> i was gonna say this is we this is not something you could just wake up in the morning and just pull so I, I mark zuckerberg maybe he got that right just you know pull one t-shirt and, and pair of jeans and then go um that kind of thing so fit is important one i want to talk to you about um the rest of the stuff so still people are doing a whole bunch of stuff on zoom and remotely you've got you know, you've got a nice setup here. I, I've kind of tried to do a little bit more with the background and just have something in there as well. How do you think the kind of the, the surrounding elements play a part? Like how does, you know, if, if you're talking with a client or something on Zoom, um, how much of that is important to you think, do you think? I think it's as important as, you know, what you're wearing really like on, on a Zoom call. Like for example, as soon as I connected to you, I saw your face, but then I saw love. You know, like on the car behind you, and I, I and I reckon that last one says husband. You know, like so I'm thinking, all right, it's possibly like an anniversary. You just had a recent anniversary. Um, 
And then like I see like there's potentially a bit of artwork next to that. You know, mm -hmm. what is that? Um, why have you got it? What are you into? Um, and and again, to the other side of you, there's a bit of architecture. I've got something similar at home, and I'm like, okay, you know, like so all the time I'm 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 this is how my possibly ADHD brain works because you know I'm constantly processing stuff. But so I'm not gonna talk on behalf of everyone. But, you know, like you can see behind me, you know, like there's stuff going on. It's like, it probably leads into what I'm into. But the nice thing about doing that is like you, Dan, you know, very purposeful. You can put things purposely there so you can kind of send a message to people yep. um, about who you are and what you do and what you believe in, um, the things you love, you know, like, and and as well as you talking, you're also communicating through what's in your background and it can lead to nice conversations with people even like oh, I've noticed over your shoulder there you're into cricket you know blah 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 and so if you've researched the person that you're talking to you can almost kind of like um plan your background manipulate your background why wouldn't you if it's going to get them on side or warmer to you especially if you're selling something yeah so I think the background is a very underused tool and you know like just as if not even more important than what you decide to wear on a zoom call is getting your background in a in a in a way which you can use it because I think we've all been on calls where it's a blurry camera or they're sitting in their bedroom they've got a chest of drawers behind them something sticking out and you're like so distracted yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't yeah, be right. but it is and, and and this is the thing and you know this is this is why I wanted to have a chat to you because image visual as superficial as it is we know it plays a part in in communicating and in influencing people right and yeah if i look at this i, I couldn't figure out exactly what post have, so i thought a shelf would allow me like you say to change it uh the love and the husband one that's valentine's but you know the loves from my daughter and yeah the other ones husband and wife so it keeps keeps me focused I've got Arnold Schwarzenegger up there, a little motivational quote over to the size of some more stuff. There's some, you know, some books. If I you know, tilt it down, try and make me look smart. Occasionally, I haven't read any of them. They're actually just plastic shells. Uh. <laughs> um, but it's this kind of thing, right? Is people forget, or they don't tend to take as much, um, or pay as much attention to visual and to image. And I think it's it's detrimental to salespeople. I, re I really do. And in this Zoom economy and, and kind of remote economy, the background's important. What, what have you got on yours? What How have you curated your kind of image for what you do? Um, I guess uh, in the background, um, I've got a little lion's head, masculine. I've got <laughs> a couple of books there, Dressing the Man and 100 Years of Menswear. Yeah. Um, oh, Basically, I've got uh, a whole load of GQ magazines there and some books that my daughter messed up earlier on today, which, uh, <laughs> which I blatantly didn't think were going to be on camera, but they are. I don't, I don't, I don't show my bottom shelves either. They're in range. <laughs> no, they're, they're, I'm always, they're always covered like this. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, and, and again, like, so this is, this is my... Um, this is more my outdoor space. So mm. I'm lucky that I can keep it relatively clean you know yeah. but certainly if I was indoors I, I, I would be conscious about what's you know going on in my background yeah no it's I, I think it's important I think it's it's one of the ones that's understated like you say you can is it manipulation is it using 
what we know works to the best of our abilities that that's you know it's like saying sales tools it's like the force right it's the person using it as to whether you you believe it or not this you've 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 touched on color a couple of times i want to talk about color um the reason being is i'm currently very monochromatic if i look down i look like a barco and that's about it <laughs> you know i've got white top black jeans um I do occasionally venture into color, but it's kind of one of those ones where it's it's a stretch. And for a lot of people, you know, to go bold, I look at it on other people, I think that looks great on you. Um, <laughs> you know, how, how you said it, it definitely comes after fit, but you know, what's what are your thoughts on color? How do we get color right? How do we bring color in? How do we use color to influence? Well, like you say, like if you, if you look on any shops, if you go online and look up any famous women of our times, you know, like, um, or movie premieres, they're all using kind of fit colour flair through, you know, what they're wearing to express themselves. And it looks great. You know, if you look at when, you know, politicians meet up and their wives that, you know, they are very, very, they are manipulating exactly, you know, that because it's all very, very thought out and planned. What colour coat are they wearing? What colour dress are they wearing? You know, what are they communicating through that? Um, colour is, colour can be fun, you know, like number one, you know, colour can be fun, right? But colour makes you feel good. It mm. really does. So finding the right colours for you make you feel good. And I say the right colours because finding the wrong colours can also make you look gaunt. Yes. Um, and ill and um, actually can show up all of your kind of fine lines, wrinkles, blemishes on your skin. So finding the right colours, the, the, the kind of thing that kind of we all need to do to do ourselves a favour, really. And I won't just say that without saying how you do that. Unless you're someone like me that can, you, where you can go for an exercise of saying, right, okay, this is what I've broken down and this is your colour palette. You know, like, yeah. don't want to do the exercise and spend money on it. Just go somewhere like a Primark H&M. I've used them a few times because they're easily accessible shops, which are, you know, relatively cost-effective, but they also stock a lot of colours of the same thing, right? Yeah. So you can go in there, get a whole load of T-shirts, do it online, you know, buy them online, go into the store, whatever's easier. A whole load of T-shirts and loads of different colours. Try them on, look at yourself, take pictures of yourself. Yeah. Um, in a good light, and against your face and just understand what makes you feel better or look better in the mirror mm. and get some colors that work well for you and then use those colors you know um because when i say like honestly speaking you can make yourself look 10 years younger if you're wearing the right colors and it's because it's the way the light actually reflects off what you're wearing onto your face and with the right colours, it, it kind of clears your face up, it takes away those fine lines, it takes away the blemishes, and you look younger, healthier, fitter. You know, the wrong colours do exactly the opposite. Yeah. But then if you're thinking about someone's how someone's looking at you and they're seeing that as well, you know, they're seeing vibrancy, youth, uh, enthusiasm, you know, like they're seeing all kinds of different things just through what your the colour not just the colour that you're wearing and how it connects with them, but also how that colour connects with you. Yeah. And therefore how it brings you across in their eyes as well. So colour is a, absolutely a tool that you can use to not just benefit 
what other people think of you, but to benefit how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Because if you start wearing it, you notice it in yourself. Actually, colour could bring a lot of joy. And it sounds like airy fairy. It's not. It really is. Like genuinely bring you joy by finding a colour that really suits you. It's like a random minty green colour that you've never ever worn before. All of a sudden you're wearing it. You feel I'm, good. I'm a watch and I've got a matching t go. somewhere. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. You start to feel really good about yourself. You walk yeah. past yourself and look in the mirror and you're like, this looks, this looks great. I mean, look, you know, like it's been summer for a little while, but I can really see my tan yeah. wearing this. So you start to feel healthier. And it's this what you're telling your brain. You, then that's coming out in your body language and your posture. And you're therefore communicating more effectively and better with people because you feel better about yourself so you feel more confident so you're communicating maybe with people that you wouldn't have done before having conversations with people you wouldn't being slightly more confident when you're at work and having longer conversations more effective conversations therefore the opportunities that present themselves to you change now that's no exaggeration that could be just done through color you know like so it's mind-blowing try it out like um, you try it out do it. Find something that's a completely different colour that you would never wear before, but you feel comfortable in. Wear that colour out and you'll it's, you'll notice a change. It's, it's, I remember years ago, this is giving me flashbacks, I had a, a friend of mine who was doing, yeah, this is maybe 15 years ago, and they said, look, try different clothes on, see how it matches against your skin. I remember wearing some, and like, I'd look okay, and then some, I'd look yellow, I'd look like jaundice, I was like, yeah. I was like, I, I, and I think this is this is a nice, you know, I'd like this colour. I think it would be good to wear this colour. I put it on me and I just went, yeah, I look like Pac-Man wearing a jumper. Or yeah, and you, you could go out and buy, you know, whatever it was 15 years ago, you know, like YSL or whatever brands that we used to wear. And you'd be like, you spent a whole load of money on this thing. And you think, yeah, it looks great on the hanger. Get it on. It just looks rubbish, Yeah, you know. Um, but buying the right clothing in the right mm. colour has can have a profound difference in the way that you view yourself which is number one i'm saying is the important the way you view yourself because you know if you view yourself through through good eyes for a good light you project more confidence your everything changes about the way that you communicate with someone um then and they you know they they start to kind of believing you more just through the way that you're communicating not necessarily what you look like but that backs it up as well so it's a it's a massive tool that we can use and that we should use yeah i love that and you know actually the start of this conversation thinking we're going to talk about very superficial things but you've just taken it to that point where it is about us as communicators feeling good about like just having the bases taken care of so we can focus on the message and that yeah i mean if i put you on stage dan um, and you know you were doing a TED talk or something like that, and I said, right, these are the clothes that you got to wear. Like, here's a pair of shoes with some holes in, and uh, a horrible top that's too tight for you, right? It's going to make you feel really self-conscious. Yeah. And go and go and deliver that talk. You know, like, how, how do you think you would deliver that talk? You know, like, yeah. No. You can be conscious um, about yourself and your body and how you stand, or. Yeah. If you're trying to hide stuff, wouldn't you? Like just yeah, just trying to hide things out of the way so people can't see it. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be on message, definitely. But then ultimately, think about if I sent you to see Tom Ford and you had stuff bespokely made for you for that event, 
in the best colors for you how amazing are you going to feel about yourself you're going to want to stay on stage you're going to want to keep <laughs> moving around and talking and having yeah. eyes on you because you feel great yeah and that's the difference you know you can you can literally just by spending a little bit of time understanding what works for you it's like anything invest in it even though like you may think it's close or superficial you know like invest some time in understanding what works for you what brands work for you what colors work for you what fit works for you yeah. get it right it's a game changer brilliant no i think that's it and so when when the ted talk happens nick oh, you'll be my first call um so Thanks. let's let's kind of wrap this up let's let's kind of go through so we talked about like i think you said this the start is about figuring out what's the profile what's the persona you want to put across figuring that out thinking about function over fashion so what works and you know kind of moving that down into kind of capsule so you buy outfits as opposed to just pieces Hmm. making sure things fit adding in an element of color to bring things um bring a little personality into it and, and like you say feel good so you, you want to stay in whatever situation you're in um yeah. anything else anything else we need to be thinking about how do we create opportunity through what we're wearing i think you know like we, we, we talked about you know like making sure two things fit for you and that's you're comfortable you know number one thing is like we spoke about being comfortable earlier you, you have to be comfortable yeah um, and also it's great to inject like you just said personality into what you're wearing you know and I always look for that when I'm dealing with a client you know like that's why I get my clients to fill in a questionnaire before I deal with them because I have to have an understanding of where are we going to go with this because personality is fun if you can have some fun and some personality through what you're wearing and you're communicating that to other people you feel good because everyone you know like everyone has their own individual interests and if someone brings them up we like to talk about them right because we love to talk about ourselves so if we can talk about ourselves through what we wear great mm. you know if you can look good but still bring across a part of your personality to where you go and then that can be communicated and sometimes that brings up a conversation with someone that also likes that thing mm. it's like great i'm having a great conversation here you know someone gets me um i'm communicating how i feel today maybe through the color of what you're wearing yeah what you're into maybe um it's just it's kind of connecting our intrinsic feelings emotions interests to how we portray ourselves, but still having doing it with some style, some yeah. class. Um, and I think ultimately, if we can marry those things together, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could just walk out the door every morning feeling really good about ourselves and bringing across, you know, our, our best selves? I'm not I say most authentic selves because it's so overused. I hate the word authentic now, yeah. but like feel our best possible way that we could today. No matter what's going on in our lives, sometimes we, you know, clothes are that kind of like shield, that suit of armour that we can wear. Um, and sometimes it can just be like, this is me today. Like, this is how I feel. Um, it's great just to be able to communicate like that. That balance between this is me, this is who I am, this is how I feel. And, you know, I, I turn up and I'm in the right frame of mind and presentable and doing everything I need to do. Yeah, or this is who I'm going to be today, Dan. You know, like sometimes you have to be like, <laughs> this is who I'm going to be today because I'm seeing a certain someone. Yeah. And actually, do you know what? I need to do this today. Yeah. But then it's understanding how, how do you do that? Yeah, 
that's phenomenal no nick you've given me uh you've given me a kick in the butt to think about uh my own wardrobe and hopefully people listening have have, have taken some ideas as well um definitely going to be looking back at colors definitely probably going to be throwing some stuff out as well that i haven't worn in uh, a good period of time um and if it doesn't work dan yeah. it's one thing i'll add when you do that with stuff that you haven't worn it's in your wardrobe if it doesn't work for you and you haven't worn it in a long time you get rid because yeah. we take up so much mental space mm. it's consumed by the stuff that we have to look at every day in a wardrobe that we're never going to wear that fitted us once um actually it can have a negative impact on you when you open your wardrobe in the morning because you're faced with all of the stuff that doesn't work for you for one reason or another and actually if we just get rid of that and give ourselves op options that we feel good about we're going to start the way to start the day feeling good about ourselves and not seeing the negative stuff that can negatively impact us so yeah. get rid of all the stuff that's not working for you give it to cherry throw it away keep the stuff that makes you feel great and you know you can actually get into and wear because that really is starting a day on the best foot brilliant that is my afternoon's work <laughs> <laughs> lined up um nick you give some amazing tips and tricks i love your content that you're putting out on linkedin and things um people listening they're going to want to find out a little bit more about what you do what's the best way for them to to kind of learn more about and you know get more tips and tricks for you and maybe hear about what you're doing um so like, thank you for saying that about what's on linkedin so you can find me nick hems on linkedin um or nick hems style is my website and you know like i am here to i'm not just here to kind of like deliver a service for people and say if you want to do that then you have to pay for it like if anyone's ever really stuck on something you know they can contact me through linkedin or through my website i'm happy to have a conversation with anyone and see you know if i can help them well nick you've helped me today and if you can help me then uh, there's hope for everybody else <laughs> thanks, <laughs> uh, this has been great buddy and great to see you again and uh catch up soon nice one thanks dan you know what i think ron i think that was a sales call good job buddy so you're going to buy a subscription? No, I already get the times. Bye-bye.